Well, hello. It's been probably a hundred days since I last created a podcast, uh, for which I'm embarrassed, and I'm not going to go into any excuses, except, of course, the typical beekeeper's excuse. And I think it's true. It has been extremely busy. I cannot think of many days when I haven't been up very early in the morning and have still been beekeeping at uh, five, six o'clock in the evening. But it has been a very successful period. And I, with the great help of my son-in-law, Harry, am at the point where we are now very close to hitting our target of 52 colonies. What's new this year about those colonies are two key points, really. The main key point is that we are requeening using uh, varroa resistance. We've actually selected the colony on the basis of uh, coming through winter very strong, uh, a really strong start-up, so that we're in uh, brood in double boxes, you know, come April. And then the third obvious item, which is varroa resistance. And the criteria which we're using to judge our varroa resistance is on the website varroa resistant, <coughs> excuse me, dot UK. I'm not going to go any more into that anymore. Uh, it's there if you want to read up on it. The grafting has gone very well. We didn't start grafting until probably the second week of May. And since then, we have been producing in the region of six uh, capped queen cells per week. Now, that's not a lot. And if you look at uh, uh, YouTube, uh, you will see that there are many uh, beekeepers who would judge a successful graft by showing you a frame of 20 or 30 uh, uh, capped queen cells. But I'm not selling. This is for my own use at the moment. And this is uh, to increase my uh, colony numbers organically. So I'm not buying in bees. So if I produce six queen cells and I'm producing a nuke, which I would call a strong nuke, so it's three frames, then each week I'm having to produce anything between 12 and 18 frames of capped brood to set up these nukes. So you can understand that it's just not possible for me to work with a frame of 20 capped cells. Uh, 
six works very well. It means, I believe, that those queen cells that we do graft are strong and have been well fed. We've had a couple of downs, not many, three I think, two where the queen emerged and just didn't take and the bees just fled the colony. And the third one where the queen clearly didn't mate properly and she rapidly, really from day one, became a, a, a drone layer. And so she's disappeared. Other than that, we've done extremely well. The queen seemed to be laying well. Um, we don't seem to be having any signs of uh, robbing. We've used the queen so far to uh, uh, fill in gaps, to exchange uh, queens in those colonies where it is required because it's an aged queen. Uh, because the, that particular colony required splitting. Some of our colonies, uh, one colony in particular, we've split twice. So that has produced um, five uh, uh, new colonies. And so each one of those has taken a varroa resistant capped queen. We generally tend to run the colony so that we can get it hopelessly queenless and then introduce the capped cell. If we do introduce the capped cell before that, we still have to go back and check for any cells on other frames, which clearly we would not want because they would not have the varroa resistant qualities. The 14 by 12 apiary is still uh, some five colonies short, but bearing in mind we've just passed uh, Midsummer's Day, and so that has focused my mind. We've moved into fully establishing the nuke apiary. So I've got some. Um, four nukes in there at the moment and the remain remaining numbers are either with queens and the queens are going through the process of mating and producing uh, the first two or three weeks worth of brood. I like to see it capped so that I know everything is good about the queen. Then we'll move it into the new capery. In the nuke apiary, we're putting two nukes together, strapping them together, uh, queen in each, queen excluder over the top, uh, and then uh, uh, for us, it's a British National brood box 
which is equivalent to a Langstroth medium, goes over the top. And the purpose of that is twofold. It's so that I'm able to remove brood from the nukes, put it in the top box. The brood will emerge and will provide the strength so that the queen can continue to lay, but also that they can take in uh, uh, nectar. So I will get a secondary benefit, which is uh, a build-up of um, nectar. Now, <clears throat> we are going to uh, use a lot of the brood from the nukes to bolster uh, production hives. And the way that I've set the nucleus apron up is, st is still the same as I've said previously, which is uh, eight stands. Each stand is uh, three meters apart in, that's two rows of four. I'm going to put um, two nukes on each stand. And so I can get 16 nukes there. It may be, uh, and my aim is to get 12 there. And that, I should be pretty close to that number uh, this coming week, which is week commencing the uh, 1st of July. 12 is the number. From that, I will be able to produce a good number of brood. I said a short while ago that I had halted the production of 14 by 12 uh, because what I intend to do with that 14 by 12 is to fill a standard brood box so that it is a very strong brood box in terms of bees and brood and then put it underneath a 14 by 12 and stock that 14 by 12 with drawn foundation and some stores and the queen having nowhere to go other than upwards will very quickly occupy that 14 by 12 the moment she's in the 14 by 12 I'll then reverse I'll take the 14 by 12 and place it directly onto the floor I'll take the British National Brood Box and put it above a Queen Excluder, making sure clearly not to trap the Queen in the wrong box. From that moment on, that 14 by 12 should be uh, a strong and uh, a very viable operation. Which means that come September, I think, uh, and October is a good month here too, uh, but I think once it gets into September, uh, the box should be very strong and viable for the winter months. New queens, in my opinion, tend to lay much later into the year. Uh, will support that to a degree 
but we won't be giving them additional protein supplement if that's required uh, after September. The other two apiaries, I know there are three other apiaries, but I'm going to talk about two in particular. The other two apiaries uh, uh, of my four are doing very strong uh, um, foraging. And I have, in the main, uh, got a really good crop. We're just about to enter the summer flow, and so it should be good. I don't think that we'll extract, and I'm, I'm still extracting on the base of once or twice a year, so I'm not extracting weekly. I don't, at this stage, believe I have the numbers. But I am considering that, uh, or rather considering extracting more than uh, uh, twice a season. The final apiary is the apiary in which we're doing all the grafting. And so in that apiary there is a mixture of uh, uh, colonies which we have split and so are in standard brood box. There are queens which we have retired. Uh, in particular the queen which has occupied a mammoth uh, varroa-resistant colony. Uh, we have withdrawn and put into a smaller colony, and they are requeening as we speak. And we are going to run it as a two-queen colony at the top and at the bottom. With I think currently there are three supers in between and clearly a couple of queen excluders. That colony will not be used for grafting after this year. Already I can see uh, other colonies which uh, at this stage look to be good, how they will be after winter. I cannot tell you. So how's the Varroa resistance going? The new colonies, what we've got to look at at the moment is uh, just coming into three, four, five weeks worth of um, uh, a cap brood and so we can look for the uncapping um, I suppose you could say you could look for recapping but I, I generally don't seem don't worry about that and you can look for the cannibalization and I have witnessed the cannibalization and I have uh, uh, now as part of my inspection routines with the various hives and the various stage then, I do look for uncapping. And it's easy to see. Um, one colony I have seen clearly the bee or bees that are responsible 
just for a few days in their life for uncapping, uh, have clearly uncapped uh, quite a cluster. That doesn't mean to say that there is varroa in that cluster. It just means that the bee that's uncapping didn't quite get it right first time, is able to detect the presence of varroa and so is working in that area until it finds the cell which has varroa in it. The varroa activity historically for me has always been at its greatest in July and clearly the bees activity in July is focused on growth and foraging. And so I'm told not to base my success rating of the varroa-resistant colonies on a single inspection, but to look at them over a period of time. As the summer foraging ebbs, then their focus will come back to uh, uh, varroa. There's been a number of scientific papers written on this. Uh, it's not something I have ever concerned myself before with uh, because I would have been treating. Uh, but it's now of really great interest to me. Now, I wouldn't say that I was treatment-free because I'm not treatment-free. I have a good stock of oxalic acid. I have not yet bought any strips. Um, but I probably will do for those colonies which have not transitioned to varroa-resistant queens at this stage. But I'm not treatment-free and I will treat. And the guidance on treatment when you have uh, varroa resistant bees is that you you can actually treat just sufficiently to knock the varroa back so that the colony is able to get back in control in exactly the same way as if you've got cold or flu you might take some pills and potions just to help your body recover so that it can allow your body's immune system to, to, uh, to take back control. It's exactly the same. So it's possible with the bees to just give half or smaller doses just to help them. All my colonies are uh, three meters between stations. So drifting is still happening, I've no doubt, but is considerably reduced. It's not possible for a bee to arrive back at its colony and at the last moment get blown off course and end up in the colony which is next door and a foot away. Because mine are three metres away. So getting blown off course just as you're about to come and land means 
you got to go around and come in again. So where are we going from here? Going to continue producing grafts at the rate of six a week. You know, if it turns out to be seven or eight, fine. Uh, I clearly do not wish to plan for it to be two or three or zero. Um, I think in the whole period we've actually only had one zero and we we resolved that issue. We probably won't stop extracting, but probably we won't start extracting until either um, until early August this year. And I expect to get uh, a good crop of honey. I've got probably a um, hundred, uh, uh, probably got a hundred jars left over from last year's crop, which will be enough to see me through on sales until that time. And uh, sales seem to be going pretty well. We should, as part of that crop, get some cut comb, although this year I'm not doing any English squares. I have got the squares, but I'm not doing that. And I have put my only flow hive super onto one colony. And uh, as Harry said, so if it doesn't work this year, if it doesn't work this year, it's up for sale. And as you can't buy them anymore, I hope to get a good price for it. What are we going to do about splitting uh, as we come to the um, September, August, really, September time? Well, we'll split, certainly those colonies which are on um, 2022 queens and what I'll do is I, I'll put the 2022 queen into a small nuke well small is going to be three frames so it'll be quite a strong nuke really and I would expect that queen to fill that nuke pretty quickly but that nuke won't go to the nucleus apiary because the queen will not be varroa resistant. We'll hang on to that queen until the main hive has been requeened using one of our grafts. At that stage the queen will either go to anybody who wants it uh, or it'll be knocked on the head. The weather continues to be very good here. It's warm. Uh, we have periods of rain, which is keeping everything from the grass green and growing. There's 
not much sign of drought at all. So I think that the foraging is going to be good for summer and I think that the amount that we will finally extract will also be very good and I suspect will surpass last year's. Well, that's it for now. Uh, I hope that uh, I've come across interesting uh, that I haven't put too many of you asleep and I look forward to recording the next podcast during July and to getting back to doing it every uh, every month uh, with best regards to you all bye bye for now <laughs>